Hi folks, Brad Heineck, physical therapist. Hi, I'm Chris the pharmacist. And I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad physical therapy channel. And Bob is not here today, but he's going to be back. We've got Chris here. He's going to, he's done a, I don't know how much research on this topic with knee replacements and what you need to know if you've got a knee that's questionable and can you get, you need it replaced or what are the options? It's all going to be answered right here. Uh, before we go on any further, there is no giveaway. No giveaway. It's Saturday, it's Saturday, so we can skip that. Actually, absolutely in, right. So, taking a little Bob and Brad. Chris, I'm gonna you let you take it away. I'm gonna give some uh, advice on the exercises and stuff I know well, a lot about. And whenever I'm gonna chime in. Yeah. Carry uh, on. All right. Well, today we're talking about osteoarthritis of the knee. Osteo. Osteo. That's different than rheumatoid. Different. Yeah. Rheumatoid is more of a, an immune response. All right, and yeah, so we were talking about, so with rheumatoid arthritis, that's the one that's your immune system is attacking the joint per se. Sure. This is the wear and tear that we all, at, at some point or another as we age, are going to develop. Sure. It's that wear and tear. It's kind of the, the tissues around the knee. I mean, specifically the cartilage starts to wear down. Mm. That's our shock absorber. And I don't know if we want to look at anybody, Sam or well, not. Well, yeah, but. we can look at that right now. So, you know, on the knee, the cartilage we're looking at, um, Sam, sorry about this, but uh, <laughs> we got to see this. Right on the bottom of the tibia, or the top of the tibia here, is where they, the two bones articulate, or that's where they rub together. And then these surfaces here, and these surfaces are nice and white and shiny when they're healthy. With arthritis, it's kind of like they're rusty, and they start to develop pits, and they, they're not shiny anymore. And when the bones, uh, the joints go together, instead of nice and smooth, it starts to grind, makes noises. We call that crepitus, and pain is almost always associated with it. Yeah, and so that's then that continually devolves, really, in, in bad cases of it. So it's something. So you know, what do we do? I mean, that's that's kind of the the big million dollar question. Are we all doomed to have knee replacement surgery? And the mm. answer is no. Right. And so, and that's the good thing. I mean, that's where you come in. Where you know, you're so adept at everything that you can do from an exercise and strengthening aspect. But, you know, a lot of it comes down to what else can we do that are maybe non-drug related. So it's going to be weight loss. Right. You know, if we got a BMI over, you know, 30, I mean, there's a seven times higher chance that you can develop knee osteoarthritis. So, like, if you're five six and you weigh 180 pounds, you know, your joints are taking quite a bit Thick. more yep. than if you were thinner. Applied physics. But... You know, a lot of people, including my, you know, weight loss is very hard, very challenging. It may not happen to a lot of people for uh, for other reasons and, you oh, know, yeah. It's just because it's difficult for many reasons. Correct. And so, I mean, it's like, so what's what's next? Then yes. it's strengthening that leg so that we can take care of that right. joint. And actually, it's a therapist's point of view, before we get into some of the other options, if uh, you do have arthritis in your knee. You know it hurts. It hurts when you walk. It feels better when you sit down. Uh, you need to check your range of motion. I'm not going to get into this in too much detail, but uh, look at your range of motion. You need to have full extension. The knee needs to be fully straight. You know, compared to uh, your sore knee, to hope you know, hopefully your other knee is, is not so bad. If this one straightens out all the way and this one doesn't. It's very common with the painful knee. Uh, we have or videos, uh, you know, nice videos that show how to stretch the knee. And this is one of the exercises. Simply stretch it gently like I'm doing here. And you also want to look at the range of motion and make sure it flexes or bends all the way. Okay. And then 
when you get that full range of motion, motion, you want to do exercises that keep the joint moving without weight-bearing. In other words, a stationary bike. Um, you can just put a towel on the floor and rub back and forth. Uh, you know, there's a, the knee glide made specifically for that, particularly on carpet, or you can put it on an angle, uh, that, which is makes a, quite a difference when you have a sore knee. Uh, so that, those are a couple options. Um, but if you Google Bob and Brad uh, arthritic knee pain or arthritic knee exercises, we've got a number of videos that should come up and you can look at those and it'll go through those exercises in detail and uh, get your knee feeling better or ranged out. And either way, before surgery, you definitely want to have that pre-op, they call yeah. that. Uh, but if you're just trying to maintain and avoid surgery, you still need to do that. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. Oh, no, no, no. I think that's important to interject all those things because at the end of the day, it's really about the joint and, and joint integrity and preservation. So, sure. I mean, and you heard me say that, you know, not everybody's going to end up with a knee replacement. I mm -hmm. mean, we can do a lot of different things. We talked about, you know, briefly controlling the weight if we can, if we, you know, otherwise strengthening exercises, which I think is absolutely paramount and critical. But actually, you know, how we eat and feed ourselves is actually pretty good. Sure. So there's a variety of different things. And actually, it would be kind of cool to do a video with Jordan on this. Oh, Osteoarthritis sure. diet. But there's a lot of foods out there. And, and please, you know, feel free to Google it. You can look at foods that help prevent inflammation and also nourish your cartilage. So we also used to think that cartilage... It couldn't regenerate itself, but that's really not true. It regenerates very slowly, like a glacial pace. So it's not going to be anything quick that can really just go ahead and just, I'm going to eat so well that my cartilage goes back to its normal spongy status. It, mm. it doesn't really do that. But we can do things to slow it down or kind of regain some of that integrity of it. So we probably don't want to get into details of a diet, but in general, is there some Yeah, it's going to be, rules? you know, your, yeah, it's going to be your, you know, fish, so it's going to be like your salmon and your sardines, because okay. they're going to have the omegas in there. It's going to be your green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach and broccoli, mm -hmm. those types of things. They're and so things like beets and blueberries, uh, they all kind of work together synergistically. So you want to have a very complete diet. Right. And that helps to kind of give your body the things that it needs to protect itself to reduce inflammation. And when you eat kind of an anti-inflammatory diet, it helps to prolong and, and nourish those joints in all of our body, not just our knees, but we're talking about the knee today. So I think that's very important. And then... And, and if you eat that way, your joints are going to become more healthy and you're probably going to lose some weight. It's exactly. a win-win situation. It is. And so it kind of, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, still there's times where, let's say you're a runner, you tweaked it when you were a kid playing football or tennis. Uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of reasons why, you know, genetics withstanding mm. male versus female. And I think that's an interesting thing, too, is that you know, uh, most osteoarthritis in the knee, it's 60% female. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a Because high, they work harder. Uh, they definitely work harder, and they're <laughs> totally stronger. But at the end of the day, you know, it's also a little bit of just how their bodies are designed with sure. the hip angle. And I don't think we'll get too in-depth in that because no, that'll put you to sleep. It is but, what it is, yeah. But it's something that you, at least we see that with the statistic. And, I mean, you're looking at, you know, 600,000 knee replacements a year, roughly. Yep. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly – but we could, there's a lot, that's only 600,000 people per year. I mean, there's a lot of people that are that's walking around. That's just in the States, right? <laughs> yes. That's a U.S. Yeah. Uh, figure. So so with that, you know, so what do we do? Well, we, you know, we move on. We do the physical therapy. We try pain relievers like ibuprofen and Tylenol or Aleve, those things. Are you and those are okay, I'm assuming. They're as okay. They work? Yep, and they definitely help. But again, they begin to run out of gas. So then now it's like, 
what do we do to try and preserve this, calm things down? So let's say you got a wedding you need to go to and you don't want to have knee replacement surgery and you want to prolong it. Or maybe we can prolong it so that we get healthy so that we don't have to have the surgery. Mm -hmm. So those are options that are on the table. So there's two main things that doctors use as in their toolbox, and it's going to be your hyaluronic acid shots or your corticosteroid shots or the steroid shots. Okay. Now, I'm just going to say, yep. you just said it in pharma pharmaceutical terms. Yep. Let's say that what people Yeah, so a lot of recognize. times I think doctors kind of talk about the rooster shot or the rooster comb shot. Okay. So brand name being like Synvisc. But there's other, there's about five or six other manufacturers out there that, you know, some actually use the rooster comb, but other ones have found different ways to make the medication to minimize poultry allergies and things like and, that. And those, I understand, actually try to regenerate the cartilage or yeah, add to I, it. Or and I think they don't, they aren't going to really regenerate it, but it's going to help to lubricate. So just if I had a can of WD-40 and I could spray it in your joint, yeah. that, you know, and that's, that's what these um, specifically call visco supplementation. So we'll talk about the hyaluronic acid or rooster shot first. Um, um, that one, you know, it's it's a mixed bag of nuts. You know, all these shots are really designed for mild to modest osteoarthritis. Okay. So when it's severe, you can't do it. If you've got an infection, you can't do it. Okay. So there's, you know, there's limiting factors in these things. So, I mean, when you are bone on bone, these shots won't do any good. So sure. it's when you still got a little cartilage left, it's hanging on. Or, Sid, you know, you, you know, I mean, hyaluronic acid shots or rooster shots, can last up to six months. Sure. So, and it's a series depending upon the product your doctor chooses for you. Right. So there's a one, a three, and a five shot series. So it just kind of depends on the product that's utilized. Um, they're covered by insurance, so which is good because they're about twelve hundred bucks a pop. So Medicare, in the United Medicare States in the United States cover covers that? it, and okay. I would imagine that over in Europe there's probably a similar type uh, thing. But I'm okay. not very well, you know, versed in that, so I don't sure. want to throw words in anybody's right. uh, healthcare system, but. So um, that really is a conversation between you and your doctor is because there's all these little variables and yep. you need to decide, is that it? Or are, do you want to go more into that or what the option is? Well, I think we can, well, I think we'll just, is, just to keep it with organized. So the hyaluronic acid or rooster shots, they help once they find where they need to put it. Okay. And they'll do a very extensive workup for you and figure out what's going on. They're going to put it into the knee joint itself. So they use a needle. Yep, they use a needle and they squirt her in. It's usually about five or six milliliters, which is just about a teaspoonful of liquid. So it's just a teeny tiny okay. amount. So it's not much. A little bit goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And so they place that and sometimes they use ultrasound to show where the needle needs to go sure. and place it. And sometimes that knee can be pretty swollen. So sometimes they might pull a little bit of fluid out to make room and put that in. And also twofold, it also pulling some of that pressure off actually allows that knee to feel a lot better too. So they, they pull fluid out, your bodily fluid out because yep. it's all swelling. Yeah, it's effusion, it's swelling. Gives so you room to put in the medicine. Put in the medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's actually an important step. So it's just something, you, then you're mentally aware that you know these steps may be coming. Sure. Not everybody has that happen. Sometimes it's not quite that inflamed, so it's not necessary. Sure. Mm -hmm. Again, your doctor, very well versed. They are so strong in these areas. Yeah, so um, again, it's above my pay grade. But the, <laughs> but the reality of it is, you know, it's just something that you know you will have to probably be prepared for at least mentally. Right. But when they inject that in there, um, depending upon the product that they use, whether it's the one shot, the three, or the five. If you're coming back, it's every week for three weeks, every week for five weeks, or the one-time shot. Mm -hmm. So your doctor going to determine which one of those is most appropriate for sure. you, allergies and withstanding. And so they're going to place that in there. And you know you have to have rest for two days after this shot. Okay. You can't just go out. 
I got my shot. I'm all lubed up. I'm ready to run a marathon. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. So it's actually very important to listen to your doctor's advice with the healing process to make sure that that sets properly, helps to bathe and nourish the existing cartilage that's left, sure. and help to create that good lubrication like we saw like in the, the knee joint itself. Right. And so and it can last. And actually, the unique thing about the hyaluronic acid or your rooster shots are the, the pain relief is, in many cases, more durable or longer-lasting than what you get from the steroid, which is the next drug we're going to talk about. Right. I just wanted to mention, because I had my mother in. Yep. Knee, uh, she, you know, she's, her weight is, is not healthy. Yep. Uh, she's got another, uh, other issues. Surgery's not an option for mm-hmm. her. And they talked about this shot, and then they talked about the steroid. Yep. And after a little discussion, and my mom wanted me there because, oh, the therapist told me yes. what to do. So it was my decision, not hers. Yep. <laughs> in her mind. Uh, but it was pretty easy in her case. We decided the yep, next option, out. Yep. the, the so, steroid. Yeah, the steroid shot, it's a corticosteroid. So, um, and the reason that those are, in many cases, favored over the hyaluronic acid shots are it provides more immediate pain relief early on. Mm-hmm. The hyaluronic acid shots take a little time to develop, like, so their wheelhouse so may you're be... talking about weeks? Yeah, like mm-hmm. about four weeks, and then you know can last up to six months. Sure. So it just kind of depends. So again, it's bathing and nourishing the joint. But for a lot of patients, and a lot of the research suggests, it's inconclusive or inconsistent relief. So it's not everybody. It's not for everybody, and it's not for every circumstance. And your doctor will recognize that very clearly yeah. and give you the options like they did, like with your mom. Yeah. So the next option that we talk about is the steroid shot or the glucocorticosteroid shot, and that's the one that helps to reduce inflammation. And by reducing inflammation and swelling in there, it calms that down to allow hopefully our body's natural healing processes to kind of take place. Sure. But we have to be careful when we're doing a steroid shot in any joint, but we're talking about the knee today, because too many of them can actually degrade the tissue, the bone, the cartilage, and even the tendons. Sure. So the example that we always see in a lot of cases, at least with the tendons, are we've seen a dry rubber band. So you know how stretchy, you know, an elasticy a nice rubber band right. is. You can pull it and you're going to get it. But, you know, too bad we don't have a... I thought I had one back. But well, it'd be like this. Yeah, kind of, so you can kind of see that. That's nerve tissue. But <laughs> but if it, if it were your cartilage, it you know, kind of behaves the same way. Or if it's a tendon, it behaves the same way. But when we use too many of these steroid shots, and the magic number is four... Okay. Um, you don't want to go any more than four in a year, so you keep three to four months in between those shots okay. to help to allow you know the drug to metabolize out and make sure mm. it doesn't make it brittle. So, so it's like an old rubber band. Old in the rubber sun band and it just pulls apart and it breaks. Yep, yeah. and it may actually decrease the ability for the body to regenerate its own cartilage mm-hmm. and or even degenerate in the bone itself. Sure. So you know questions your doctor will screen you for, making sure there's no infection, making sure there's no allergies to certain components. It's kind of funny to be allergic. There are some people that are allergic to steroids, which is a strange irony because people get steroids to treat allergies in a lot of cases. But there are small circumstances. So again, you would be acutely aware of that because you would have experienced something quite negative. So your doctor will screen you to make sure it's appropriate. And moving forward, we're going to say you are. They're going to place it again very carefully uh, and put it, you know, and they'll use maybe a little bit, you know, might pull some fluid out and then they're going to put it into your joint. And a lot of times they mix it with a pain reliever called lidocaine uh, and it helps to numb it. So a lot of times patients experience almost immediate relief and that's a little bit of a slippery slope because all of a sudden, wow, my knee feels really good, doc. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go mow the lawn or or whatever. Uh, And again, the answer to that is no. You want to take a couple of days off to allow that shot to take, place mm-hmm. and let some healing begin and then you can begin to strengthen 
exercise, enjoy. Right. So we have to be real careful with that too. You know, the side effects with both the hyaluronic acid uh, shots or the rooster shots and the steroid shots are almost similar. So sometimes, you know, you want to report to your doctor if you get a little bit of irritation, mm-hmm. um, get some redness. Sometimes with the steroid shot, you can get some blanching of the skin if it's placed closer to the surface. So some little uh, tweaky things that people notice from time to time, sure. but generally very safe, very effective choices to try and help to reduce and that inflammation, improve pain, and hopefully stave off or even maybe not have surgery. I mean, your mom responded unbelievably well. She did. She went in. The doctor was very good, explained it to me and to my mother so we both could understand it. She got the shot, right? I mean, it wasn't even scheduled. We were just there for knee pain. And I thought he was going to say, come back next week and we'll give the injection. He did it right there. It was almost pain-free for her. I thought it was one of those things where you kind of, you know, bite the bullet while they they inject, but it wasn't. These guys and gals are so skilled. Yeah. Uh, that it, you know they are so good at what they do, mm-hmm. and they just understand anatomy and physiology so great yep. that you know they really can't. I mean, they're there to help heal. I mean, yep. that's their job, and I think that they utilize the tools in the shed to maximize it. I mean, sometimes the inevitable is going to happen where the damage just is too great, yep. and we have to have the replacement. But you know, there's a lot of people like your mom that are in that quasi state, and and you know the other thing that we have to look at is you know whether we use the hyaluronic acid shot or the steroid shot, healing can begin. So if we're working on that strengthening, we can prolong or maybe even avoid that surgical Mm. result. So I think that's really critical to take home. In her case, it was last fall. She got the shot. Within a week, she was feeling better, and she hasn't mentioned knee pain since. Yeah. So it's uh, proof's in the pudding. Yeah, it's. uh, I'm very happy with that, and uh, so good. Uh, Were we going to cover something else with this? Uh, I don't know that we were. <laughs> well, no. I, are just, we, are we, I mean, we could talk about like, plate, like platelet enrichment. Oh, is that an option? It's an option, but it's so a little bit on the fringes. So we're talking about it's PRP? Yep. Yeah, P- so I didn't know we wanted to include that. I mean, we can't. So basically what they do is Well, they, people are tuning out anyways. They got what they wanted, but if they want to see that, because I just got introduced to that with my shoulder yep. issue, and I watched a continued ed last night about it yep. for hip issues. So it's yeah. like, oh, this is... New, but it's out there. It's new. It's out there. The research is kind of all over the map. Uh, there's not a lot of consistent ways that doctors have been doing it. So I think if they can find a more consistent way to deliver it, mm-hmm. I think it's got promise. Because what they do, they centrifuge it out. They oxygenate the blood. They put the So, so they actually take in. your own blood out. You're using your parts. Right. Yes. And that's what's nice because you're not going to be allergic to yourself. Sure. So whereas like with the examples with the hyaluronic acid or the steroid, you know, there is that small potential for yeah. allergy. So let's say you had a poultry allergy on the rooster shot. You know, that's a thing. Yep. So with the pl- enriched platelets, you know, it's, it's, it helps to bathe and nourish that joint. Mm-hmm. So whether it's your shoulder, your knee, but we're talking about the knee today. But, you know, it's going to help to maybe potentially enrich that collagen and, and the connective so tissue. Just so people are clear. So while you're there, they're going to pull some of your blood out. They're yep. putting it in a centrifuge, a little machine. Yep. It takes the platelets and it separates it from the plasma. Plasma, yep. And then they... Whatever they do to make that for the injection, yep. so they're injecting your own yep. enriched oxygenated platelets to come back and help to try and facilitate and drive. More so healing. they don't do anything with that. It's really your own body. Yeah, body and a little bit of time to create the process yes. to get it oxygenated. And you know, again, you know, all these have pluses and minuses. So yep. it's something that you know, if your doctor is familiar with it, he may really actually consider it. And I think we're kind of at the 
at the top, at the tip of the iceberg yeah. on this. And I think there's a lot more that'll be garnered and learned from sure, that. Because sure. I mean, you can also talk about stem cells and growth factors. There's other yeah. things that go into this too. And that's one of the reasons why it's attractive as a treatment. So I think we're kind of really learning as yeah. we go, but it's certainly an option out there that you can talk over with yeah. your doctor. Your and doctor's may, experience yeah. will, will determine if it's appropriate for you. So they may bring it up. It happened to me, yep. and I wasn't familiar with it. It was for my shoulder. Yes. And so that option is available. It is available, and and I think you're seeing it become more and more available. I looked at I've got a torn labrum on my shoulder, yeah, too. Yeah, falling apart. So it, we're just old. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's certainly something that can work. I mean, the steroids can work. Then the HA can work. So, I mean, it, it, they're all things that are on the table. I mean, you still have to rehab it. You still got to get strong. You still have to do the right things. You have to eat well, rest well, <laughs> and do, you know, icing and heat. That's another thing that, you know, is, is, you know, we didn't really touch on it, but that's still things that can provide relief. Right. So right. we want to make sure we take care of all aspects. So again, you want exercises, range of motion, strengthening, Bob and Brad, Google it, and then put uh, knee, arthritic knee exercises or treatment, and you'll get a number of videos should pop up and go through them. Uh, we have playlists on it, so look yep. at that for all of mineral so you yep. don't have to Very search. valuable. Very yep. valuable, guys. All right. Very good. Enjoy the day, and uh, good luck with those knees. We're all going to be out dancing again. All right. All right, thanks guys. <laughs>